Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And so we're going to talk about a number of things, but we are going to mainly talk this morning about the NBA draft that is happening today, tonight. And by the way, still happy summer, everybody. Uh, this having a little liquid sunshine these days, you know, helps keeps the grass green. I know you guys that hate the mow, yeah, it causes a little bit more mowing, but that's okay. It makes it look pretty, you know. And if you haven't planted a garden yet, listen to our garden shows with Robert Bowden and get started so you can get those vegetables in so you don't have to keep paying all those high prices at the store. But anyway, we are happy to have back the keeper of the kingdom, the ruler of the kingdom, actually, have never had so good entertainment and sports. And just, uh, you know, about 2017, she made me an offer I could not refuse, you know. And we're still here, you know, so she's she's tolerant, too. I got to give it to her. Ladies and gentlemen, Princess Cooper, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Gretchen. Good morning, Gretchen. How are you? I'm good. I'm well. Uh, just, you know. Hanging in there, day at a time, you know? <laughs> but it's good. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We used to hear our parents yeah. say that, one day at a time. And That's now we right. understand. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. No, you got to plan. You got to plan. You got to plan. And, you know, plans don't always go the way you want them to, you know? So exactly. You got to be able to. I mean, plans, not, not saying plans are bad. Hold it. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me backtrack that. Plans are always good. You have to have backup plans, and you also have to be able to um, be, be a little fluid, you know, uh, roll with the punches a little bit. So, you know, you have to be balanced. Let's just put it that way. So, so tell me, what's happening in the NBA? Well, Gretchen, we asked as a um, <clears throat> network in the sports side, we did a mock draft on, uh, on Monday. Um, with my co-host Tim Moore and Duck Riley and then all the other gentlemen joined me too, Kevin Walker, Jason Collins, um, our other, um, we have two other women that talk sports on the network and Shoshana <clears throat> Cook from LA joined us, but Brittany, um, um, Brittany could not join us. So, but um, we were able to do that and we had some heavy hitters, Tony Coleman, who is a, a basketball scout himself and Tommy Pritchett, who played basketball in, in high school and college. 
Um, And he was a triple-double before we actually made that um, a a thing of, you know, double in points, double in assists, and double in rebounds. So we had that and did our own mock draft. But the NBA draft is tonight. Um, They had a lottery pick during the playoffs. And um, um, San Antonio won the number one pick, and they'll be picking tonight. And everybody is assuming that that number number one pick is going to be a young man from France, um, Victor Wimbiana. So we'll see what happens, but that starts the, the NBA draft tonight, and, and really the top ten is what we call lottery picks, Gretchen, and that means that they will um, be the top ten and get the most money coming out of the draft and headed it to their new teams. Yeah, I briefly caught part of an interview yesterday with um, Robin Robbins, Robin Roberts on Good Morning America with Victor, who is quite tall. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, he's a seven. Uh, I mean, she's tall, so mm-hmm. you know, she he dwarfed her. Yeah. So, anyway, um, so let me ask you this: who, who, what, what happens? So, how many people are, as far as you know, um, you know, in, engaged in terms of players that are are entering the draft, and what, what what's the final numbers? Well, let me put it this way. There are probably 500 young men who will um, be a part of the draft tonight and hope that they hear their name called, and there's only Mm -hmm. um, a slot for 60. After that, um, then they'll be undrafted free agents, and then they'll go into different leagues. And some of these young men will go over to Europe and play um, professional basketball in Europe. 130 of those young men, um, actually decided that they were not ready for the draft, took their name out of the draft, and went back to their, their prospective schools and colleges. Um, some of those were foreign players, and they went back to their leagues in Europe. So just mm-hmm. think about that. There were 600 and some that had entered their name in the draft um, from Europe and from America um, or from foreign countries in America. And um, about 500 will be hoping their name get gets called tonight for 60 positions. Wow, you, exactly. <laughs> this is this is what I <laughs> one of those things where I was talking about having a backup plan. That's this is yeah. this is the time. This is one of those situations, you know. Um, but so you, I mean, in, just to even or enter your name, you either have to be very confident in your skills, or you just have to be in a situation where you, you're kind of saying, well, I, you know, I'll throw it out there, you know, see what sticks type of situation. So. Well, actually, um, it's a little bit more scientific than that now. If you're going to enter your name in the draft, you're really going to actually get a, a draft assessment, and that means that your college coach has um, secured the services or made sure that you have the services available for pro scouts to give you a grade. And once mm-hmm. they give you a grade that you will be, you know, they feel that you'll be drafted in the first round or you're you're possibly a second rounder, or maybe you should go back to college for a couple more years, you're not there yet. So they, they it's, it's become a little bit more than just, you know, throw it up against the wall and see if it sticks. And that really kind of determines where um, players decide that they're going to go um, or if they're going to just head back to college and see what they can do or if their eligibility is up in college, whether they're going to move on to something else or head to um, some of the European leagues. 
um, overseas. And, you know, sometimes that, that uh, um, overseas women get paid much more than men. Um, in the United States, you know, men get paid a lot. Mm-hmm. As of, let me just see, um, Diane Williamson, and I don't know if you've heard that name, coming out of South Carolina, um, he's now 22, been in the league for three years, and he's getting paid about $38 million a year. And he'll get paid $38 million a year up until 2028. Um, on his on his contract, so that's what you kind of see. But um, yeah, it's a little bit more scientific than putting your name in there and being hopeful. You actually well, say, hey, you know, this is what I'm going to do, but please tell me if if I'm on the right track, and and everybody gets an assessment and base their their decision off of that. Well, the reason I said it like that, because there's also the possibility, you know, unfortunately, and maybe not often that, you know, you have maybe either a coach holding you back, um, some other circumstances holding you back, maybe. Or in this case, there's an article that I was looking at um, from um, Florida Atlantic University. They didn't have that many um, college scouts. To, to come to their campus uh, during a regular season. So, you know, you might have been looked over by the, by the scouts. Um, so that's, that's kind of why I was saying, you know, may, maybe there's just some of that desperation, too, for someone that maybe gets overlooked. Well, now, Gretchen, I agree with that to a certain extent. If you are a college scout, there, there are certain schools that you're going to visit first because they are already feeding grounds and they've been already known to turn out different players. But there's always, um, it's hard to not get noticed in 2023 because you can become your own publicist. You have every platform you can to go live anywhere you want and become your own reporter and put your stuff out there. And as a matter of fact, Anybody that you want to contact in college or in the pros, you can get a hold to. All you have to do is go email them um, because they put their emails on their on their websites or you can or in their phone numbers, and you know they're on social media. So um, I, I I hear what you're saying, but the exposure um, radar is so big now; it's hard not to get mm-hmm. noticed. If you want to be noticed. Um, you can get noticed. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, they YouTube, they have all taken care of that. And if that's not enough, there's those services out there called Huddle where you can put your mm-hmm. film on there and put the best stuff on there. So if you want to okay. be noticed, um, you can. Well, and if all it. else fails, you know, do John Morant and just hold a gun up in the air at a party and, 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 and oh. get noticed that way. Mm, <laughs> no. No. Um, <laughs> so, so, but I mean, do the scouts actually have that kind of time to be looking at TikTok and YouTube and all of that type of stuff? Are they really paying that much attention to those um, media out, so, social media outlets? Princess? Oh, no. Uh, okay, I don't know if I'm gone or she's gone, but anyway, um, let me hmm take a quick break. And uh, if it's me, I'm going to call back in. I'm sorry, Gretchen. If, I, oh, I'm sorry, Gretchen. I lost connection. Um, oh, so wow. I'm actually wow. in the system right now. 
Um, for okay, some reason, good. my okay, phone good. dropped. Um, what was your question? Okay. okay. Uh, let's see. Where, where did I go back? Oh, I was saying, do the scouts actually have that kind of time to look at those various forms of social media like uh, TikTok and YouTube and, and all of that? Um, for the most part, that's their job now. But also, Gretchen, mm. they now have a staff um, that that's all they do. You know, they have a social media and digital um, communication staff now. Every college has it. Every scout has it. And they have interns and young people. So that's all they do is they'll okay. take a look at those, those things and report back to them on a daily and, and, and weekly basis. Okay. So tell me, who are your, you know, a, a team on the court actually consists of five players. Um, who would you select for the draft to fill those five slots? Okay, so all right, I I was trying to. I'm, I'm back on the phone now. Um, you okay. know what? At center, I'm I'm picking Wimbiana, and he's he's seven foot four, and that's a young man out of France um, for mm-hmm. sure. I'm taking him um, at center. Um, at one of the um, uh, forward positions, I'm going Brandon Miller, and that's the young man from Alabama that got into a lot of trouble. Um, with, you know, providing a gun to someone else that went and used it. But uh, um, I think he is going to be a good pro. So I'm picking Brandon Miller um, um, at one of the forward positions. So that's two right there. Um, and where I'm is also he from? It. He's from, well, he played for Alabama. I can't tell you uh-huh. where he was born or raised, but he's an Alabama oh, okay, player. Um, okay. At number three, I'm picking Anthony Black out of Arkansas. He's a guard. And I'm going to pick him um, to be a part of my team. I really liked him as he played throughout college, and he showed a lot of promise. And his and his coach um, actually had a lot of um, time in the NBA as well as now being a head coach in college um, basketball. I'm also going Jordan Hawkins. That's my third player, or is that my fourth? That, that is would be my your fourth. fourth player. Mm-hmm. Jordan Hawkins um, out of UConn, and they won the national championship this past year. So uh, I'm going to pick up pick up him. And my last spot is going to go to Amin Thompson, um, um, and he came out of um, one of the G leagues here in in the United States, and he has a brother that's in the um, that's in the draft too. Uh, so, but I'm going to Amin, Amin Thompson. So that that is my five players: Hawkins, Black, Thompson, um, Wimbiana, and what was my last one there? Miller. Um, so those are my top five. And Gretchen, it's it really is going to come down to several things. We, we know who's going number one. They've already made that kind of known, mm-hmm. and we're we're thinking yeah. that um, that two and three is pretty much kind of solid there too. Um, and and then after that, it's it's up until that top ten that you'll be rewarded because that's where the big money comes from. But if you are drafted, um, I, I think it's a big deal. If you're drafted into a professional sport, whether it's baseball, basketball, or football, or some of the others, um, like hockey and and, and, and and then golf, of course, you just kind of enter into the league and make sure you can get your, your, your pro card. But um, I think it's a big deal, and there are a lot of people, young men, that are hopeful, 
and let's let's see how their game translates from high school to college up until this point. Um, the one thing about basketball is that all money is guaranteed, unlike football. So if they get a contract mm. of a hundred million um, in the next couple of days, whether they play, whether they're hurt, or whether they're traded, that hundred million is coming to them. Um, and, and I think that's the difference. In football, it's more incentive laden in um, there's guaranteed money and then it's all the rest. And so all of your football money is not guaranteed. But in baseball and basketball, it's guaranteed every bit of it. So are we taking breaks or are we going to keep going? You tell me. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Okay. So um you i guess you you probably monitor your team where you are and so what are the needs that your team has who who should they be looking at well now um i am a huge laker fan but i can tell you my oh. allegiance has changed my allegiance has changed over the years but i've always been a lakers fan way back when Irvin Magic Johnson was playing for Michigan mm-hmm. State and got drafted by the Lakers. And I stayed a, stayed a Lakers fan. There was a time, though, when I was a Boston Celtics fan um, as a child, and I can remember Dave Cowens, who actually went to Florida State, John Havlicek, JoJo White. I can remember that. But I was barely in elementary at that time. But I've always just been a huge sports person and always followed sports. But as I got to become an adult, my two favorite teams were the Lakers and then subsequently the, the Miami Heat when they, when they actually got a team. Um, and mm-hmm. I really became a Miami Heat fan when Dwayne Wade and Shaq was there. And then it was over. It was overkill once LeBron James um, became um, a Heat because I've always been a LeBron LeBron James fan. And I, mm-hmm. I followed LeBron James from Cleveland to Miami and then um, back to Cleveland and then to the Lakers. So, um, you know, but uh, overall, I've always been a Lakers fan. And um, I, I think there's a lot going on with the Lakers in, in that LeBron James is now 39, and he's played more basketball than he's going to play. Um, they have a nucleus of Anthony Davis and D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley and that. But they're going to have to make some moves and decide, are they going to rebuild or are they going to add another key piece to help LeBron or help the, the organization itself um, win a championship? And what does that mean? Does that mean going into free agency and picking up Chris Paul, who has been traded out of Phoenix, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Draymond Green from the Golden State Warriors says he doesn't want to uh, – he's not going to pick up his contract with Golden State, so he wants to – he says he wants to play with LeBron James. So there's so much out there. But in the draft, I think they need to pick up some lengths, somebody with some, you know, with some height to him and, and that wants to bang around in, in the post, in the middle. Um, and, and, you know, not run around on, on the edges like LeBron James does. But we'll see. But, yeah, surprisingly, um, born and raised in Florida, now living in Columbia, South Carolina, I've been a Lakers fan, I would say, most of my life. Yeah. And I think a lot of us were initially for a long time, you know. Yeah. So, um, okay, so can you tell me anything about my Florida teams? Can you tell me anything about the <laughs> Heat or the Magic? Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, we can we can talk about your your magic tonight. Um, are, are picking at the number six position, so 
um, in, in the first round. That means that'll, that'll be where they pick in the second round, too, at number six. And um, they're talking about getting Alzir Thompson. That is the brother of Amin Thompson, who I just mentioned um, a while ago. But that's who they're looking to get tonight. And he's a 6'6", um, shooting forward. Um, so he's out there on the wing looking bang in the middle. And um, he has some, some height on him. And he's actually from one of the elite leagues here in United States. But that's who the Magic are looking to get, and they're picking um, number six tonight. Your Heat, mm. I think, are picking around. Um, as a matter of fact, your Magic will have another pick in the in the first round at number 11, and that's because they did a trade or, you know, picked up a pick from someone else. So they'll get some really good talent in the first round, the Orlando Magic will. Um, the Miami Heat is at number pick 18, um, and they're looking at getting Jet Howard. And Jet Howard um, played for his dad at the University of Michigan, Jawan Howard. And Jawan Howard played for the Miami Heat and actually won a championship with the Miami Heat. And that's who they're looking to take. They're looking to take Jawan Howard's son, Jet Howard, and bring him in. And he's a 6'8 freshman um, and a 6'8 guard, um, a lot of that same height and, and body style as Magic Johnson. So that's your Florida teams. Okay. Can you tell me why there were uh, on your list? It used to be a time that there were, you know, there was no question that there was going to be a Florida team, you know, up in the, you know, top echelon of the draft. But you know, with, you did not pick any Florida Florida uh, players for your teams, for your team. Uh, can you tell me are, are there any worthy Florida players uh, that you would possibly consider? Well, um, yeah, and that would be um, um, Colin Castleton um, out of the University of Florida, a seven-footer, um, and he may have been higher in the draft, but he broke his arm, a wrist, or, or yeah, I think he broke his wrist in the middle of the Ooh. season this past season, and um, so he he uh, had to play out the rest of the season on the bench, um, but I think Colin Castleton will be. Um, will be picked up, even if it's in um, undrafted free agency, although I'm thinking he'll go late second round. Because you can't you can't teach height, and he, he's a seven-footer, um, and he's mm. developed a good outside shot. So, yeah, that would be my, my, um, my, my suggestion or for um, as far as college is concerned. I don't know many coming out of UCF. I think there is a young man. Um, um, there's actually one out of Florida Atlantic that I'm not, can't remember. So there are some out there. I just don't mm-hmm. see them going in the first round. Um, but second round for sure. But, um, University of Florida, I think he would have been much higher, but he broke his wrist in the middle of the season. Mm, goodness gracious. Okay. All right. Any other, uh, draft, uh, worthy news that we should be following? I don't I don't think so. I think you we always want to pay attention to um what kind of trades are coming about and there's a lot of different things that are out there right now. We all know John mm-hmm. Morant with the Memphis Grizzlies and what's going on and he's been suspended now 25 games for brandishing a gun on Instagram and and then coming back and doing it again. So um that's out there and what kind of moves are they going to make in order to 
supplement him now because with 25 games suspension, he won't play um, until sometime in December when the season starts in October. So, um, and then, you know, other moves out there, Chris Paul, who's been in the league for, for 17 years or as long as LeBron James has, he has been let go by the, the Phoenix Suns. Where is he going to land? And what does that mean for some of the draft prospects? You want to look for that tonight. And then Zion Williamson, who is with the New Orleans um, Pelicans, um, he has only played in the last three years 64% of his games. So they may be looking to trade him. And then, of course, um, all of the drama that's played out with him um, and his three girlfriends and how they are now all on on social media. And that has become a big, big deal over the past week of how they're talking about hey, I thought I was the only one. And that's the trouble that young men oh. that are millionaires get in trouble with. Jeez. Oh, uh, <laughs> thinking with the wrong head. Anyway, <laughs> um, you know, yeah, I saw a, kind of like a, a brief interview or something um, with Chris Paul saying that his son actually was the one that told him that he was about to be traded or let go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Unfound out. Yeah. So, wow. I actually think it was one of one of the scouts or the management sons that told him. But you're correct. He did not find out from the team. He found out from a good friend, um, son on the you know that said, "Hey, they're about to trade you." And and that's the dirtiness and the ugliness of business on any level. Yeah, uh, that yeah, that's that um, whole thing that you know aggravates me. That that uh, <laughs> that thing that's akin to a slave trade type of thing. So oh yeah, anyway. and that's where yeah. we are, and that's what it looks mm. like. Mm. All right. Well, what other sports news do we have that we need to address today? Because I have something I want to ask you before, uh, after we uh, deal with some of the sports stuff. Um, Gretchen, I think that's it. I think, you know, um, it is baseball season, and um, yes. I, I think the best record is held by the Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays. Um, oh, and <laughs> and well, you, you know, would say I, that. Yeah, I'm a Tampa girl. Um, you know that. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think they have the best record with 51 wins and 25 losses. And the second best team, I think, is, is the Atlanta Braves, which is, my my favorite team. So, but that's baseball, and they're getting ready now for um, mm-hmm. the um, the All Star Game, and that comes up around Fourth of July, um, that weekend or week um, afterwards. That's when the All Star Game comes up, and you can go to MLB MLB dot com slash backslash vote and vote five times a day for your favorite baseball player. So, but that's the news. Right now, the NBA draft tonight, um, Major League Baseball is in full swing. And um, um, now there is a pitch clock on the pitcher. You're no longer take as long as you want to pitch. You have 20 seconds to pitch. Every time someone swings swings at it or whatever, 20 seconds later, you have to be pitching again. But that's Major League Baseball and all the sports news I have. And the other thing real quick that I I caught a glimpse of, uh, Venus Williams. Um, she's in she's in the uh, wild card status at Wimbledon. Uh, mm-hmm. Forty three years old. She, so yeah, we got to uh, keep an eye on on Venus. So yeah, you know, she won her first match. 
Yep. She won her first match um, against a ranked player, and she's headed to the next round. Congratulations, yeah. Nina. Serena is, is expecting a baby um, and is at a different yeah. level in her life right now. Yeah. 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 So uh, she's, she's kind of earned that time to kind of, uh, you yes, know, go and be a mom or whatever she wants to do. So definitely. So So now. My question to you is, you have managed to turn your passion into progress, you know, into into your profession. So Mm -hmm. I want you to talk about that because not everybody is so blessed. What was the, you know, I I know, I I know I caught you off guard, but I mean, you were there, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a it's a wonderful thing to see because like I said, not everybody gets to do that. And not everybody first I guess my first question to you is did your parents encourage it? No, you know, and 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 I didn't um pursue that. Um, you know, I actually majored in um I was a double major in college in English and political science. My desire was to really work for a think tank in politics or to run for political office. I was very opinionated um, at the time. No. And and, <laughs> and um, basically thought I, I knew everything. But in the meantime, I worked um, part-time for a think tank um, out of Tallahassee, but really got into retail. And retail kind of took over um, mm-hmm. with Dillard's, um, Macy's, and then I ended my career with Tommy Hilfiger. But um, um, but there were um, those in between there. But I didn't start on this journey until after my parents, uh, my mom passed away. I didn't start on this journey. And I didn't get entrenched into this journey um, until Reverend Robinson, who said he supported me in anything and he would be there. Um, you know, um, it's my first plan and my backup plan. And once you have that type of support, I, I set out, set out on the the journey to do so. And it didn't take long to um, to cultivate and get to this point because I never worked a day in my life once I decided to do it. Um, it it's it's easy to turn the table to this. It's easy to to work on it because you're talking about something and trying to cultivate something that you absolutely love. But I do point out to everybody that you can love it and um, want to do it, but you got to have people around you that support you. Um, Mm -hmm. You got to have people that can teach you the business and you got to have the desire to go understand and learn the business or the field or the category or um, you know, the genre that you're trying to, to approach. Um, and mm-hmm. as a woman in the field of podcasting and, and sports radio, it was not an easy one. You you have to stay um, unfazed because men still, this is a male-dominant um, position, and men still think they are the best at talking sports. Uh, uh, what has happened, though, is a trend over the past 20 years of women being in sports, um, um, communicating sports, and reporting sports. It's just 
um, the increase every year is astronomical. And now everybody in media feels that, you know, a pretty face can talk radio too or talk sports too. But um, there's so many things that have to align right, even if you have the desire. And for me, it aligned just right, you know, um, uh, in, in in that the time that I chose to do this, I received overwhelming support from so many, and I was allowed to fail and pick myself up and know that I still had um, support from Reverend Robinson, and that was a big deal. You know, I could fail and lose a little bit over here, but went over here. I could went over here and lose over there until I got my footing, which took about two years. And that was twenty August of twenty thirteen, and now it is <laughs> coming up on August years. of twenty twenty three. Yes, yes, wow. yes. Congratulations! And I, and I say to a lot of people, Gretchen, there's some things that you can probably beat me at, but at podcasting and digital um, web design, those two things. I think I've mastered. And once I think I've mastered, I go out and grab more information and more training, and, and I read. And I, I say that to young people. Don't let people, don't let anyone hide information in in mm. text and reading. Please go mm. read. Just don't rely on YouTube and, and all mm-hmm. of that. Go get you some virtual understanding of what you're doing um, and, and then move on. But, you know, a lot of that generation are young people. They head straight to YouTube and say they're going to be a YouTube star. Um, mm-hmm. You got to go get some training. And if you don't go and get that training, um, go be self-taught and um, don't go broadcast or be loud. Go get quiet and learn mm-hmm. and internalize and use it and then use it for your good. Um, and, and, and yeah, every, not everybody is blessed to do it. Lord have mercy. Just look, I just, um, every day that I do this and people always say Gretchen, because I, I do the radio show with you on 1130 mm-hmm. to 1230. We're recording today. And then I'm back at night from, you know, 6 PM and 7 PM. People say, you're still on radio. They look at it and go, wow, you still doing that. <laughs> and I laugh every time, <laughs> uh, <laughs> because they don't even understand. No, they don't. They don't. And they really don't. you know, you said some. You said some key things. Number one, you know, some sometimes, you know, unless you're really, really fortunate, you can't just go out and I I want to do this. I'm going to go do this because I like it. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> it just it doesn't just happen that way. Number two, even if you like it, you still have to know stuff that are not necessarily, for example, related to the thing that you're actually interested in. You need to learn mm-hmm. the things that are going to keep that passion of yours afloat as a business. And a mm-hmm. lot of people don't understand that and they wonder why they failed. And it's, it's, you know, and it's not a matter of, well, you weren't good at what your passion was. It's a matter of, you either weren't good or didn't have the skills or didn't have the support to make your passion progress and become your profession. Okay. So that, that is something that, you know, and and then also too, like you mentioned timing. I mean, you know, I went to school for communications. I, uh, you know, 
started off as a receptionist a few times trying to get my foot in the door because I didn't necessarily have time to do unpaid internships. So mm-hmm. whatever I did, it was paid, so, you know, to help get me through school. So, you know, I did have a couple of things. You know, I did a, a little bit of anchoring at, at uh, WUSF for a little bit. I did. Uh, I worked with a magazine uh, for a while selling ads, you know, for a little bit. But most of my stuff was not related to what I was trying to get into. Um, then I got into it. And there was, you know, still a variety of things. There was racism involved. And, you know, of course, as a young person, sometimes you get in your own way uh, with certain things. And and there were a few times I did. But, um, you know, at the turning, I had a turning point and I was able to progress for a while. And then, you know, life got in the way. It was time for me, if you're in broadcasting for any amount of time, when you're getting started, you almost don't stay in the same place uh, longer than two years, maybe. You're you're transitioning and going different places, trying to yeah. make some headway in your career, at least when I was, got into the business. So, you know, people were moving around. I was trying to move around. And I got to a point where I was like, you know, am I trying to, you know, make the next professional step? Or am I going home because I have uh, – I'm an only child and I have elderly parents. So, yeah. you know. So a lot of things happen, but whatever I did, and this is what everybody needs to realize, whatever you end up doing in some way, shape, or form prepares you for where you're supposed to be at whatever time that God dictates. So the fact that in 19, da 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 because I'm that old, yes, y'all, um, <laughs> Uh, that I wanted to do my own show back in 19-whatever doesn't mean that I was ready to do it. But the things that I went through and the things that I did at that time and subsequent times from that paired me for for answering the call from Princess in 2017. Um, So, you know, it's it's a good thing, you know, because she kind of also, and 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 I've been a little sloppy lately, I have to admit, but when I told her I wanted to do a a show five days a week, she asked me if I was sure. (laughs) 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 Like, really? (laughs) She asked me if I was sure. Because, you know, I, but the thing about it is, I had been a, an associate producer. I had been a producer. I had been a writer um, in the field, even though I didn't have my own show. And I learned different things where I don't know. I can't tell her why. I couldn't tell anybody why. But I just was like, yeah, I'm going to do a show five days a week. I guess because I was that old school in that old school broadcasting that I was used to just doing shows five days a week. That's my mentality. And that's what I thought, you know, the show should be. So, and, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that she took a chance on me. Um, but I mean, I, like I said, there's, I still have some failings and I still have some growings and stuff like that. And that even happens when you get to a point when you think that you have made it or you're successful in some way, you know, it doesn't just stop. Yeah. And, and Gretchen, there's several things you said, but we're going to continue to grow. But you, you're, you're right, is that even when you set out to do this, 
have a plan and have a backup plan. Now, it all fell into place for me, but even even though I knew this is what I wanted to do, so where was I going to get my, my listener base from, you know, and how was I going to go attract them to, to my show? Um, and you have to really, if you're going to set off on your own to do this, and I love hiring me. I love being, <laughs> saying, hey, HR, bet on Princess Cooper because I know her, and, and then mm-hmm. I'm HR. So, but um, you got to have a plan, and even then, you got to stick with it. Don't get disappointed, and don't get down. Um, and I never did. Um, and luckily, I didn't have to um, be profitable in the beginning. Now, those who go all in with everything and all their money, um, it's that's a different beast. Um, when you uh-huh. go all in with, with your savings. And that is your number one goal and your number one um, way to make money. That's a different beast. Um, and 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 luckily, I didn't have to do that. I didn't have to go all in. But I was able to, you know, continue to to go after it and go after it and go after it. And and and, and I heard the naysayers, naysayers. Oh, that that's nothing. That's just a little radio show she's doing. And people love saying that. But I didn't let any of that deterred me. And then I started getting press credentials. Oh, she's just a woman. She's a newbie. Didn't let that deter me. You know, Um, you just keep going and keep going. And now look, I have people calling me every day for one, they want to be on my show or two, they want a show. And I'm able to be selective in with both um, and continue this, you know, we have some excellent people on. We had Terry Bradway on last night. He is a scout for the Carolina Panthers. We had um, sports information director on Marcus Berry from Temple University last night. And they talked about how they got where they were and how lucky they got to be there and then how they cultivated themselves and how they wouldn't be where they are unless they had a family and a wife that was able to support them. So, um, you know, I, if we if we are talking about it, we can get on some really heavy hitters, and and I like that. We had Oliver Luck on, Andrew Luck's dad, and Oliver Luck himself was president of, of the Atlantic Coast Conference, the ACC, and then went on to the XFL, you know, was a you know, worked in the NFL. Um, and, you know, just certain people that we can lean on for information and then get ready for the seasons that are coming up. And college football is almost here. A shout out to my Florida Gators. <laughs> and my Bulls. Anyway. Um, no, but the, the, the good thing about what you do is that you, it's kind of the, the saying that I really like is like each one reach one. Um, you right. were able to reach out and share you know, your blessing and bring mm-hmm. other people along. And that is that is so inspiring that, that you were able to, to do that. So you've got, you, you know, you have your shows and everything, but then you were like, no, you know, let's create a network. Let's, you know, bring some other people along. You know, uh, there's a lot of people with a, a lot to share and a lot to say, and, that, you know, then this is a vehicle through which you could do that. So, you know, kudos to you exactly. for that. 
Amen. You know, and sometimes, Gretchen, because I've had a lot of people to come through the network and stay six months, some six years. But those who stayed six months actually came in and tried to tell me how I should run my company. Um, <laughs> and that, to me, is so laughable. Um, you've been here with the network two years, two months, and now, hey, I think you should do it this way. Well, no, this is our plan right here. As a matter of fact, this is a part of our mission statement, and this is how we're going to handle it, you know. Um, and you have to you have to navigate all of that. There'll be focus in um, something somebody wants to hear and listen to and then be profitable because really that's the ultimate game now. You know, I love having fun, but, you know, um, everybody wants to be successful, and success means profit, you know, or profit means success, you know. Um, but also there's something real about being able to reach out and say, hey, I think you would be good at this, and to see the light come on for them. It is something real to have success and send that elevator back down and bring somebody else up. There's something something really neat about that, and every company doesn't have it. We have it. Yeah, I I think that's really, really special. And, and you, you know, actually, even, even though, you know, I, like I said, I, there were skills that came with you actually mm-hmm. helped me a lot in terms of, you know, being a little bit more focused and clear in terms of what I want to do. I eventually, mm-hmm. and, and you know this, I eventually want to expand the show another half an hour. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I know you, you've agreed to that Um and I thought I was going to do that at the beginning of this year. Um, I know, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I've gotten to the point where I, I know I'm not going to look for perfection, but I'm not going to do it until it's it's time. Like I said, you know, some things uh, are in, in God's time, you know, and there's you know certain components I want to put together. So that is going to happen, you know, if God wills it. And then so just you know, I just you know putting everybody on notice. Because yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen, and, and there's a reason this, that it's going to happen, because I, there's a component of the show that I think is, is clearly, clearly needed, and I've just got to, uh, you know, sit down and work on it and, and make it happen. So it'll happen soon. You know, maybe we'll do it for back to school or something like that. Now, Gretchen, and to all the listeners that are going to hear this show, Gretchen came with her own skill set. The only thing I truly had to convince Gretchen of uh, was social media. And, okay, Gretchen, we're going to have to. <laughs> See, listeners, that laugh right there. Oh, <laughs> and she okay. yeah. came kicking and scratching and screaming and uh, mm. uh, with those kind of sounds. But now she's there. Um, and she uses LinkedIn. Not quite, though. Um, I, I use uh, maybe two two forms of social media, maybe. Yeah, and and, and that, that and is that's 100% I I need a, better than what you used to when we first met. <laughs> yeah, social media manager. And you know what? I had I had uh, employers, uh, a, a broker and another employer, and you're about the third one that I had to start over with LinkedIn. Uh, which is actually I, I not I don't use LinkedIn as much for promotion 
and and I do mm-hmm. do it, but I don't use it as much for promotion as I do for finding guests. I've even found guests here yep. locally through LinkedIn. I've found some mm-hmm. really great guests through LinkedIn, and um, but it took me. That was like you know it's going to be like the three strikes you're out with LinkedIn, and LinkedIn is a great asset. Uh, very business minded people on LinkedIn. It's not one of those. Uh, you know, and that, that's part of my issue, I guess, with social media is all of the the playing around. It's like, I, you know, yep. the princess has a busy schedule. She knows I have a busy schedule. I'm not on social media to play, okay? I'm really not. I'm on social media to handle my business for the most part and, and share information. But you won't find me up there uh, posting a, a booty shot. No one wants to see that from me. Or anybody else, I, I can't. I, it bothers me. Um, and also, too, uh, Princess knows the amount of people that I had. Um, uh, I had to tell her about uh, post trying to uh, post uh, lewd uh, pictures on, you know, and, and send them to me. So yeah, you won't find me on there a lot, but when I'm on there, you know, I'm, I'm handling business. I'm, I'm sharing information that I feel like people need to know. I think that. It, when used properly, social media can be a powerful tool. So I did grow my LinkedIn base. I think when I started with you, it was um, 8,000 people that I had LinkedIn connections with. I don't know how I got that. Um, and now I'm at the cap that you can get without paying for it, uh, which is 30,000 people. Uh uh, uh, wow! Burton called me an influencer. No, I'm I'm just I'm just mm-hmm. trying to work my business. I'm just trying to promote my show because I think we just we have a lot of great regular guests, um, and we got have a lot of great uh, guests that cover a variety of topics um, that I like to share with everybody. Like I tell everybody, I, the show is not about me. I'm just the conduit, you know. Um, so that's Correct. that's why that's important. Uh, Facebook, she really had to talk me into because you know, and I went to the <laughs> library and took a Facebook class and got my account started, and you know, put my head down and just said, "Okay, princess." <laughs> but it has been helpful, and now I have like about three Facebook pages. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Work in progress. You have nav you have navigated it well. And I remember and I think it was more prevalent in twenty fifteen, sixteen, twenty seventeen. There were a lot of lewd stuff coming throughout social media. Um and even now you'll see you know, someone will say, Well, what's up? You know, um, beautiful or what what are you doing? And you know, mm-hmm. and my thing first thing is says, Do we know each other? Um, yeah. you know, I was just going through, you know, okay, so let's move on because, and I'm, I'm quick to say I use social media in order to promote my podcast and my digital, um, branding business. Other than that, mm-hmm. um, you know, why are we on mm-hmm. here? Why that, all of that other stuff is just junk. Um, but you can right. able to navigate, um, through that part too and, and yep. do it well. And, um, it, you were not always a willing participant, but you're you're, nope. you're very good at it. 
<laughs> very good at it. Now. Yeah, if people like, I love your message on Facebook. I was like, do you know I get on Facebook before the show and I get off of Facebook after the show? That's it. <laughs> and, That's then, it. and you won't see me until the next day. Now I'm on there a little <laughs> bit more because if I find something interesting, uh, I you You'll know I want to share it. Power with Hour. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I will. I will. And share everybody. It, but... Go like G's Power Hour page because there are a lot of good stuff. And when Please. I see it, and you know, there's something going on in in the Orlando or Popco or just the state of Florida itself, you will post it, and that and that's good stuff. Yeah, because yeah, I, you know, I, I think you know, I, I'm not one of those that believes ignorance is bliss. Okay, I think you need to know there what's going go. on. You know, what you do with it beyond that, that's that's up to you. You know, do something positive with it. But you know, if I if I think it's something that is of interest and and you need to know, you know, I'm gonna share it. You know, so princess, are we at an end? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. We yes, I gotta <laughs> move on. But she I'm got, glad she's I'm got to go to... rule the kingdom. So she's <laughs> <laughs> so thank I you for taking the time. I appreciate you allowing me to talk. <laughs> oh, anytime, anytime. And thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour. I've never had a so good entertainment. If you have anything of interest that you would like for us to discuss, you know, please hit me up on the G's Power Hour Facebook page. I will try to find someone that can uh, give us some insight on it because I think that's really, really important. If you have a small business, please don't forget, you know, to reach out to me and, you know, we have room for advertisers on the show. So. Thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care.